You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. And it was interesting, I was reading on the blurb for your podcast here, you were saying that change was incredibly hard. And I completely disagree with that. Why? 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 Okay. Because that's the one thing I think most people can agree on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not me. Change is simple, but it's not easy, but in no way is it hard. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. This is U-Turns, the podcast where we talk about change, all kinds of changes, big and small, positive and more challenging, and we figure out how to do it more productively. Um, I'm Lisa Oz, I'm figuring out, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jill Herzig. And today we are talking to an expert on change. We definitely are. Our guest is Julian Mather. We are so excited to have him here joining us from Australia, where it is a completely different time of day. (laughs) Or night. (laughs) Or night, exactly. Thank you, Julian. Um, Julian's a career strategy expert who has had more careers himself than you can shake a stick at. (laughs) Um, And now he's arrived at maybe maybe the career that's going to going to be the the keeper. He speaks and coaches clients all over the world uh, and is is an incredibly wise person on this notion of career strategy. So thanks so much for being here, Julian. Well, thank you very much. And you've just given me a big build up there. Incredibly <laughs> wise. No, it's not many people call me that, but thank you very much. And maybe that's because you started out as a sniper. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I uh, Essentially, when I was at, at school, uh, you know, I did really well at school if you don't count learning. And, <laughs> and I wish when they didn't I, count learning. <laughs> and when I moved out of uh, school, I, I actually repeated my, my final year of school and, and I did so bad in my second year of repeating that I actually uh, truant, uh, you know, wag school. I was truant from school for a good third of the year, but I used to take myself into the state library because I wanted to be a photojournalist and I used to pore over all these photography books, black and white, grainy photos. Um, and, you know, the, the the secrets are always be- written between the lines and I worked out that to be a great photojournalist, essentially I needed to not be in Brisbane in Australia where I was. I needed to be around the best, you know, somewhere around the, the world. So I needed to get out. and. I planned these ways of getting out. I, I, I couldn't get out. And one day I was walking down a street and I saw a bus shelter. And on the side of the bus shelter was an army recruitment poster. And it had these soldiers walking through a pine forest. Now, in Australia, we have eucalypt forest. So this pine forest looked very exotic to me. And I thought, that's my ticket out. So a week later, I'd signed up with the army. And that's when the yelling started. <laughs> it didn't stop for quite a while. And when I was uh, in the army, I, I just decided, look, I've, I've, I've got to get somewhere 
that's smarter for, for me to be. And I looked around and essentially uh, being an army, an, an army sniper suited me down to the ground because essentially what it let me do was indulge in my antisocial behaviours <laughs> and, you know, sort of move off, off you know, by, by myself and work by myself. So that's essentially how I ended up doing that. And also look through a lens, which apparently you liked because of the photography. The shooting is very different, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, com- it's completely different. And it's very much focused down on to you. When you're looking through a sniper scope, you're actually taking uh, confusion down to a point of clarity. And that's both visually, but it's also mentally and psychologically. You've got to make some very, um, you know, quick decisions. And essentially, when I, I just realised that this was not going to be be my future. And when I was sitting there and in, in wait, I was looking through the scope, and I started to use it almost like a little camera, and started to make these little movies in my head, where you know the the, the recording medium was was just my imagination, and. That continued on. I, I, I trained myself up in uh, filmmaking, and uh, you know, when I left the army, I had a a year or two just trying to find my way, and then you know, eventually got into doing what I wanted to do, and that was being a photojournalist. So it sounds like you're a self educator. That's that's your band, huh? Oh, very, very much so. It's all about. Uh, there's so much opportunity out there. Uh, you know, even back, I mean, now you've, you've got this opportunity, you know, you just carry it around in your pocket. It's your phone, there's podcasts like the one we're on now. Uh, you know, there's so much information that's available to you. Back back then it was, you know, this was all pre-internet days and it was, it was difficult to get. But I always found there was information available anywhere I travelled. Uh, you know, there, there would be a library, there'd be a state library, there'd be a local library. Uh, it's just, you know, if you Put your mind to it. There's so much information available. So you've used it to make a bunch of shifts. I mean, you did eventually become a cameraman, which you know you sort of describe as if it as if it just sort of happened. But I bet there was a lot of self education and a lot of determination involved in that. And then you wound up. Thank you for admitting this. Being a failed entrepreneur, but you you started and you tried, um, and then an accidental YouTube personality. And then you became an online entrepreneur. And then you started this sort of speaking and coaching, which has flourished amazingly. So it's all about career strategy. Did all of that really have a strategy? Because those things don't totally seem connected. You know, they, they seem pretty pretty much different wheelhouses. Yeah, uh, definitely there was a strategy. And this is something that I've developed and refined over the years. And there were bits and pieces of it. And it's taken me decades to put this to, to together into a usable and teachable form. But essentially what I worked out is people start up out there with three problems. They, they, they believe they're powerless to change. They don't think they're good enough to change and they don't know what to do. And that's three mistakes because, uh, you know, people say, oh, look, you don't understand. I can't change. I don't have a choice. You you know, uh, my situation is completely different. But essentially, everyone is like that. And if you go down that route of blaming circumstance, um, it doesn't absolve you from you know, responsibility. And this all comes back to personal responsibility about you making the choices. And when people think they're not good enough, they start to think, oh, someone else out there will fix my problems. There's an external solution for my internal problems. And then when people don't know what to do, quite often they, go, they, they, they get stuck, but they get stuck because they say, I need to feel inspired first. And they get locked into this, this problem with uh, thinking that feelings give birth to actions. And it's absolutely not true, it's completely reversed. So when I started to, to look at all those three problems, I realized it was actually a process that I had intuitively followed uh, over the years. And it, it comes down to a simple ABC, what I call it. It's, it's accept responsibility, banish assumptions, and control change. It's literally this ongoing ABC um, you know, point of references I always go back to. And my f- little you know, motto that I use is own up, wise up, step up. So you know, you've got to um, own up, accept responsibility, wise up, realize that a lot of the uh, knowledge that you've got in your head is bad knowledge and you need to replace that with a better version of it. And then step up, it's all about controlling change and you can learn to 
to control change. And it was interesting, I was reading on the blurb for your podcast here, you were saying that change was incredibly hard. And I completely disagree with that. Well, oh, wait, think, why? Huh? Okay. Because that's the one thing I think most people can agree on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not me. Change is simple, but it's not easy, but in no way is it hard. I mean, hard is when you lose someone in your you know, life. You, uh, you know, hard are the big events in, in, in life that we have to struggle through. I'm not talking about those sorts of change, but, but other changes, essentially breaking it down into component parts. I always think of it like a movie film, you know, like in the old projectors and you, you, uh, you're going to watch a movie and you lace up the big roll of film. And if you roll down the film and you, and you look at it, there's each individual frames, 25 frames for every minute. And you look at each of those frames and they're just minutely different. You know, the hand will be moving up and one hand will be moving down a frame at a time. And that's essentially what change is. It's broken down into these little component parts that are a little bit different from the day before and are going to be tomorrow is going to be a little bit different from today. And that movie film is actually a story and it has a start and it has an ending. Now, if you thread that through a projector gate, have you ever seen that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a video or effect, you know, when a, a film gets stuck in a projector and, and it it burns out, mm. you know, that yeah, yeah. gets stuck. Yeah. Well, essentially why that happens is because the sprocket holes jump out of the claws that pull it down. And a career strategy is what I think of as sprocket holes. It's uh, self-determination, it's self-belief, it's self-awareness, it's self-discipline. And they're like sprocket holes. And if you have your story and you don't have these sprocket holes down the side, your story literally gets stuck in the projector gate hmm. and, and burns out. And I guess what, I, what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that it takes a lot of focus. Um, you've got to focus on all those little steps that are going to move you forward. After the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Before the break, we were talking about change and our guest, Julian, says it's easy. And I... I, the way that you broke it down, it does, it makes sense. I think for a lot of us, myself included, and probably Jill, <laughs> once you start the change, once that film you were talking about starts rolling and you can go from step A to B to C, there's a momentum there. I think for a lot of people, it's the A. So it's like with going to the gym. Once you're on the treadmill, it's not that terrible. It's the getting into the car to drive to the gym, that giant it's inertia. getting out of bed yeah, at six. <laughs> so how, how do you get yourself to start that film? It's the, the initial impetus to change. Right. So when I was a documentary cameraman, I did that for 25 years, and it was literally I, 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 the second best job in the world. I wrote a book called that, The Second Best Job in the World, because they literally put a plane ticket in one hand, Money in the other, they'd kick me out the door and say, go tell people's stories. It was, a, you know, a great gig. But what it let me do was get behind the scenes with uh, a, a lot of uh, people who are successful in all different measures uh, in, in life. And I got to see the, the, the big takeaway from that 25 years was extraordinary people are ordinary people who do extra it's amazing how ordinary a lot of successful people are, but they just get there and they they push through and just keep taking all these small extra steps. So the first thing before even thinking about starting that is that you've got to accept you're actually better than you think. I mean, we've been sold a lot of stories about uh, that we're not as capable as we are. And, and I call this the great discouragement. There's, we, we, we're, there, there was a time when courage, and courage is your ability to face difficulty, to overcome difficulty, where it was passed down from father to son, from mother to daughter, from priest to congregation, from uncle to all the kids in the village. And here we are in the global village, but where are these wise storytellers who would pass on these stories? And it's been replaced by this 24-7 message uh, that essentially uh, is a discouraging message. Uh, you know, it's our addiction to, to comfort. We've got this misplaced sense of entitlement. Uh, we've got this uh, failed instant gratification experiment. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we're pushed to compare ourselves on social media and we've got this tyranny of con convenience. We're addicted to comfort. We've got the rise of the nanny state. We've got all these things which basically say to us that there's an external solution for our internal problems. And it's actually not true. There's this, there's this picture of the world that's painted and it's a lot grimmer and worse than the, the, the world actually is. If you read... The, you know, the likes of, of uh, Stephen Pinker and Hans Rosling. I mean, you know, look, statistically, the world is in the best shape it's been in for a long time. <laughs> and the opportunities that are facing us over the, over the next coming decades are fantastic. So first of all, you've got to get your, your, your head in order. You've, you've got to accept that a lot of this information that you've been given is sending you down the, you know, the wrong path. And look, there's, there's, there's a reason for it. It's because they want you to be un unhappy and it's not a conspiracy. It's just smart business on their part because unha unhappy people... <laughs> you buy more. <laughs> right. I just need this. <laughs> yeah, buy more. So you've really got to come to terms with that before you even start looking at, you know, what, you know, what steps I can do to get me to the, the gym. A lot of it is getting your head in order first. And... The, the the number one way I tell people to do that is is join Footpath University, and that is simply get out uh, uh, at any time of the day and trade an hour or half an hour, whatever you can give, of the time that you're listening to this conventional media with these messages, and listen to podcasts. 
there's, you know, there's something like 400,000 podcasts out there. There's great ones out there called, there's one even called U-Turn. <laughs> but you can get a different point of view and it's going to give you a different perspective on, on the world. And this is incredibly important to start the shift in your thinking because when the shift in your thinking starts, then your actions are going to follow as well. Sort of a lovely image, the idea that you can just get out there and walk for an hour and listen to our podcast or any podcast that you feel like <laughs> yeah, listening or, to. Look, and, and, you know, if you're living in New York there and it's, it's terribly cold and everything, you know, like you can do it when you're, when you're ironing. You can find time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, I, I am, I don't even want to call myself a runner. I just jog, people. I jog. <laughs> and, and it changed, sort of changed my whole jogging life when I discovered podcasts. It just felt like this exercise for my brain as well as my body. And and I think I accidentally went <laughs> enrolled in Footpath University. And it's been it, helpful. It, it, it makes you smarter and better looking. I don't know about the last part. What, what about when the change feels like it's externally imposed? Where, so like your situation, Joe. Yep. It's not because of any lack of impetus on your part. Career change completely thrust upon me. So out of magazine yeah. publishing into blank. Anyone anyone want to fill in that blank for me? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. open. <laughs> so yeah. when you don't know what to do and you're no longer doing, you don't have the identity that you had for a long time and you've been in that situation, how do you keep your feet moving and where? Do, how do you know which direction to point them in? Okay, well, the first thing is to... Um, is to think about the time frame you're going to do this in because, you know, we live in this world where it's all now, you know, we need a hack for everything <laughs> and it's, you know, 20, it's 21 easy days to this and that. And and, and, and that essentially is is never going to work from, from, from my perspective. Every change that I undertake in, in my life, like major reinvention of myself, I essentially work in a five-year time frame. And when I say five, five year, multi year, three to five year, it could be longer. But that's that's essentially what I expect it's going to take me. Now, then, so if something is thrust upon me and change is thrust upon me, then I just know, okay, well then, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen, and I'm going to have to do some stuff that I don't want to do. But I will get where I want to get. But it's just going to take me longer. So that's, uh, you know, the the number one strategy. Yeah, I actually find that incredibly comforting. I'm sure some people would completely freak out thinking five <laughs> years, three yeah. to five years. But, you know, to me, there's something generous about that. It's generous to yourself. It's, you know, realistic on on some level and also tells tells you, you know, I've got some time. I, I, I'm going to explore. Right. I'm going to work on this. Did, but did you have a plan? I mean, you don't, you have some general ideas of what you want to do, but you don't have anything, no specific goal. When you transitioned from cameraman to... Um, what came next? Public speaker. <laughs> How did, uh, no, no, no. Actually, well, well, no, it didn't. See, what, what, what happened is when I transitioned from being a cameraman, I, I had this great idea that I was going to teach philanthropy to school children. So I had um, this great project of social change and I essentially walked away from my job in television. I was pretty much top of my game. And uh, I walked away and I walked into this career and be, and I sort of checked it out before I went. I ran it past the government. I ran it past principals. I ran it past parents. I said, and they said, oh, this is a worthy idea. Fantastic. And so I walked away from my TV career and I took this program into schools to deafening silence. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, hang on a minute, you said you thought it was worthy. And I said, it is worthy. And I said, I thought you said you liked it. They said, we do like it. And I said, well, why won't you book it? And I said, well, you never asked us that. That was a completely <laughs> different conversation that we never had. And essentially, I mean, when I was in television, I, I was a public servant. I, I worked for a government network that focused on, it was sort of like P, your PBS or something, you know, similar. And I was a public servant and I didn't know anything. And I learned a very, very fast lesson uh, about running a business and marketing, never open a restaurant uh, unless you've got a starving crowd. And I essentially <laughs> fell flat on, 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 on my face. And there I was, my TV career was sailing off into the distance and I had to reinvent myself. And that failure, so did that failure teach you a lot? Was that, was that one of the 
one of those kind of key moments where you realize these are the principles of change that I I learned the hard way and I'm going to It wasn't follow. it wasn't a particular key moment but it was part of the 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 journey. I always it is what I tell my 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 kids who are both um you know moved on and out of home now is I've always said to them it's all about momentum and you mentioned this before it's about momentum and it's not about going straight ahead because you get this idea that you know we we get kicked out of school into five decades of a working life and they give us a pat on the back and a good luck and that's about it and you got this sort of idea that oh well, i have to make this work and it it has to go from this to this and it has to be this direct line but life is a zigzag and all my life has always been a zigzag and i've always told my my, my daughters this that it's that no matter which way you're moving it doesn't matter if you're zigzagging as long as you're never standing still and you're never going backwards. So when I fell flat on my face, that was okay. There was another pivot that I had to make there. So what I did was I reinvented myself as a magician because the hook that I had used to take this program into schools to teach philanthropy to children, the hook was magic and juggling, something I had been doing uh, for a, a, num a number of years. And so I just took those skills and thought, well, uh, it's going to take me time. It started from ground zero and worked my way up to being a you know, doing that for five years. You talk about a coin trick, which is, I think, useful for people in transition, where you're not seeing what's right in front of you. Can you tell us about that? There's a saying in, in, in magic. It's a technique. It's called hidden in plain sight. And uh, imagine this. I mean, just imagine, because like you say, I'm a magician, and, you know, and, you know, I swore on Houdini's <laughs> grave on a stack of Bibles that I'd never <laughs> reveal this stuff. So just hypothetically, if you were to take a coin and take it and in your one hand and put it into the other hand and wave your hand over that hand that had the coin in it and open it up and the coin was gone, it would be quite amazing. But if I broke that down to you, and this is just hypothetically and said that on the coin, one side was silver and the other side had a piece of fabric glued to the back of it. And that coin was one of the handful of coins in the world that was magnetic because most coins aren't magnetic, but some coins are. They've got a high steel content in them. So if that had a high magnetic coin and it had fabric glued to the back and that fabric happened to be the same pattern <laughs> as your, say, Paisley shirt, you know, like a busy pattern. The one you're wearing you're right wearing. now, for example. Yeah, yes. that sort of thing. <laughs> And if you just happen to have a magnet sewn into that shirt, if I put that coin into my hand but did a sneaky move and it wasn't really going into the other hand, and as I waved my hand, I just moved this hand with a coin across my shirt and that coin stuck to my shirt, it's hidden in plain sight. Like you, no one is looking for it there. It's completely invisible, but it's right in front of your eyes. Okay. Does, and has everybody of, always known the secret to this trick? No, because I, I am it. right now learning it oh, from you, Julian. <laughs> I am that kid who has still is still amazed by that trick until today. That is just a hypothetical. All right. But there's a big lesson there, right, for us in our lives where what we're looking for could be right under our nose and we just are oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's exactly the the the, the point. This strategy that I use, which is own up, wise up, step up, most of these these things are right under your nose, but you can't see them. I mean, I'll just give you um, an example. I'll ask you a question. How far, when you're 40 years old, how far along your career path is is that, do you think? So, you know, when you leave work and you, you retire, how, how far along is 40 years old? You know, in percentage, roughly. It's what do you think? 50, almost like 45%. Like 60%, right? No, but you retire at 60, you start at 20. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you start at 22. Well, see, most Somewhere people are going, to retire at are going to retire at 70 now. I mean, you know, the age of retirement is going up. In Australia here, it's getting really close to 70 mm -hmm. in the next five years. So at 40 years old, you're actually going to be two-fifths of your journey along. Yet most people think in their career journey, oh, at 40, if I haven't done this, you know, like I've failed. But essentially, you haven't even reached halfway hmm. yet. And 
you, you're getting the maths wrong. Okay, at 40 years old, how much of your personal wealth do you think you will have accrued at 40 years old? You know, over your life. Maybe the same. Maybe, I don't know, there's a lot of big bills to pay around 40. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, just roughly, just, just take a stand. Oh, I don't know. 30? 30%? Something okay, like the average, most people say about 60%, when the truth is 15%. 15? 15, mm. 15 wow. of your wealth, yeah. And if you just look, it, it, so like a lot of this is hidden in front of people. It just has to be unwoven, unpacked, gently shown to them. And you start to realise, oh, okay. okay. So this is where a lot of self-awareness comes in. And I've, I've, I've got a real thing about self-awareness. Because to me, it's it's pitched very badly. All right. I want you to pitch self-awareness to us better when we come back after the break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Before the break, we were just about to hear Julian's keys to self-awareness. Can we dig into that a little bit? It's just, it's it's pitched badly. It's just when I explain self-awareness to a lot of people, if I'm sitting with a group of people who, who really haven't thought about it, and if you mention the word self-awareness, you watch them cross their arms like this, and, and you know, they're not receptive to it because immediately they start to think, oh, self-awareness, that's associated with meditation and and so it all gets a little bit woo-woo for people who haven't thought about it too much. But essentially all self-awareness is, imagine putting on a white lab coat and getting a clipboard and stepping outside of yourself for a day and just following yourself around and watching yourself and making notes about yourself. And you go, oh, 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 I do that when I speak to people like that. Oh, when people talk to me, I react like that. And essentially if you pitch self-awareness into, you know, uh, to people just as this way that you can um, start unpacking a lot of these uh, 
uh, blind spots and these assumptions. You mean ways that we're getting in our own way, or is it also a way to figure out kind of, hey, this is this is what you're good at, this is what you're meant to be doing? All that and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's a huge movement to get top executives to be more self-aware. That's right. kind of a buzzword right now. Um, and we've all certainly had bosses who didn't seem like they were very self-aware. <laughs> I've never had a boss like no, that. No, that would never happen. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I think it's sort of a fantastic movement. I, I also feel like people, as they get older, we should get wiser in this way, right? We should be more and more self-aware. And yet I feel like sometimes it gets harder and harder. Why is that? That it gets harder. Oh, I don't think it's... Oh, you, you, got, you got me there. I, I don't have an answer. You think self-awareness go, gets easier as you get older? Oh, I think so very much. I think you, you, you have more time to apply yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Or you well, can just yeah, ignore I mean, it, you know, and become more entrenched yeah. in your habitual living. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you can. I mean, this is a way that self-awareness... Okay, I call this story bitter or better. Uh, it started when I was going to hop on a plane and fly to Indonesia. And I was actually feeling sorry for myself because I'd getting a bit long in the tooth in this, you know, in uh, being a photojournalist, being a documentary cameraman. And I was actually standing in front of the mirror and I was getting ready to go on this flight. And, uh, you know, I said to my wife, I said, oh, oh, look at these, all these extra chins here and look at the hairs <laughs> up the nose and look at the receding hairline and look at that gut, it's getting a bit bigger. And I said, is there anything positive you can say about this body? And she said, at least your eyesight's not failing. So, <laughs> we got over that little hurdle. deep. And, and I, I went and hop, hopped on this plane. Now, if you're going to fly on a plane, uh, you can fly um, uh, economy or coach class. We all, we, we, we all do that. Or you can fly business class. But what's better than business class? First class. First. First, or first private, class. flying yeah. private. Or, yeah, private. What's, 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 what's even better than that? I'll tell you, the Prime Minister of Australia's plane. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, got, I got on one of his planes and we're going to Indonesia with the foreign minister who was going to spend uh, three days with the president of Indonesia, Susulu Bang Bang Yudiono. And when you go over on these, <laughs> these flights... Yes. Yeah, it's a great name, isn't it? It is. When you go over in these, these flights, <laughs> they take uh, a cohort of media with you. And I was sitting down the uh, back of the plane with a journalist called Cynthia Bannum. She was from the Sydney Morning Herald. And we were making a bit of small talk. And I said, oh, Cynthia, what do you do in your spare time? And she said, oh, I love to run. And I went, oh, I ran for decades and my knees gave out on, on me. And I, was, I said, where's, where's your running at now? And she said, oh, I'm training for marathons. I went, oh, I used to love training for marathons and started to get into a bit of this funk. I was actually feeling, you know, like I was feeling sorry for myself at this stage of my working career. So it was self-pity one and gratitude zero for the situation that I was in. We got to Indonesia. One of the other journalists I worked with over there was his foreign correspondent named Morgan Mellish. He was from the Australian Financial Review. And Morgan was this guy, he was about six foot three, he was an axe handle across the shoulder, tapered down to a tiny waist because he was a surfer. He had these boyish good looks. He had his whole ascendant career in front of him. And when I stood next to him, I was like in my mid-40s and I felt like this lumpy sack of potatoes. And I just slumped further into this self-pity. So it was self-pity too, gratitude zero. We finished up and we had one more job to do. So we were flying from Jakarta in Indonesia to a little place called Jog Jakarta, then back to Australia. But the next day when we were going to fly out, I didn't know whether I was going back on the government jet on the Prime Minister's plane because it's a bit of a lottery and you don't know. Well, that night slept like a baby because I won the lottery. (laughs) I got on the plane. And that meant uh, Morgan Mellish, and Cynthia Bannum had to get up at 4 a.m., battle the Jakarta traffic, then get into the queues at Jakarta International Airport. And me, I got up about 7.30, quick breakfast, walked downstairs, hopped into my police motorcade, <laughs> went through the Jakarta traffic like Moses opening the, you know, the Red Sea, got to the government wing at the airport, 8 a.m., my first iced tea. And it was about that time that the news started to come through that a plane, no, a Garuda no. flight, had overshot the runway oh. in Jog Jakarta. 
and the news came through, and then it became clear that 22 people had died oh, on this plane. Oh, no. God. And Morgan Mellish, with his boy's good looks and his ascendant career, well, Morgan came back to Australia in a coffin. Mm. And Cynthia Bannum, with her career in front of her, she came back at about a month later. She had burns to 60% of her body. Mm. And that running career that I had coveted so much, well, that was over because she had both legs amputated. Mm. And me, I get to sit here and speak to you and tell you that if you compare yourself against other people, you kill a little part of yourself every time. A little flame inside, you extinguish it. Mm. And so I've worked this out now that if you relentlessly compare yourself against others, you become bitter. But if you relentlessly compare yourself against yourself, you become better. So that's what I've worked out. You know, one of these things that, you know, he's saying about being, in, you know, like right in front of you and not being able to see it. I now know it's all about staying in, in, in your own lane. So when I, you know, running the race with the rest of us through life, I I get a sense of who's over my shoulder and I use that to propel me forward, but I don't focus on, on, on those people anymore. And that, that, that is essentially my secret to how I became reasonably successful on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel that in a short amount of time got 30 million views and a few hundred thousand subscribers on it. Wow, yeah. The reason that was, was I purposely did not look at any other YouTube channels because I knew if I did, that I would start comparing myself against them and that would be the end of me. So I, I went on and I just did what I wanted to, to do. I went on, it was in the, it was a magic channel and it was all these other young 20-year-olds doing all this cool stuff and I went on there as this daggy, you know, late 40-year-old doing the stuff that I wanted to do. And because of that, that was, you know, you become unique, you become different. And that, that's really my secret. <laughs> That is an incredible story. <laughs> it is an incredible story. Sometimes when we don't like our circumstances, we just shift our job the way that you have multiple times over. Other times we have circumstances that we are not going to be able to change, like a job that we can't really use. And you talk about that a little bit where you have to reframe your job and change your attitude rather than just changing your do- job and you talk about going from um, blame-making to responsibility-taking and how you can be successful no matter what job you're doing. It's more about you than the job. Yeah, look, very much so. I've always thought that most jobs are either a university or a prison and you're the person who holds the keys and you're the person who decides which way you're, you're going to um, take this. One of the problems I see, and 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 and, and I, uh, when I promote a career strategy and getting your career mojo back, the first thing I tell people is please do not leave your job. Don't leave your job until you've looked into that and seen, is there more in this that, that I can't see? Is there stuff that mm. I've been skimming over? Mm. Um, and one of the things I say to people, if you want to be valued, be valuable. Because People spend a lot of time focusing on their horizontal skills, you know, all those hard technical skills that we need to advance. But but really, to me, it's the vertical skills um, which are going to make you more valuable because hard skills, uh, things that you can train on, if your employer wants to get someone else, there's a factory, it's called university or college or whatever, there's more of those people coming through. And what's valuable is what's rare. And if you've got the same qualifications as, as everyone else, well, you're not valuable. You're just a commodity. What's valuable is when you're something special and what's different. And, and, and what's different about that is when you use those vertical skills. And I'm talking um, really simple things here uh, that you can take from job to job. You know, can you improve your communication, your presentation skills? Have you got a bit of a bent towards negotiating? I mean, I don't. But boy, oh boy, I've got a lot of friends, particularly females, who are fantastic at it. And I go, you want to put a bit of effort into that and try to use your work as a bit of a, a gymnasium, a training ground, you know, handling complaints, delegating, diplomacy, uh, speed reading, facilitating, greeting visitors, teaching, 
uh, grant writing, web design. There's all these things that you can value add to the job you're doing and make yourself an employee that your employer just goes, oh, my, I can't get rid of you. You're just <laughs> too damn special because, you know, you can get any, you know, you, you can get another person with qualifications. So a lot of this, though, it depends on natural curiosity, right? I mean, you really, natural yeah. or, or maybe it's not so natural, but you've got to get curious about what's there for you and every little corner of... Yeah, get out on Footpath University and start listening to podcasts. Honestly, what it took me 25 years of traveling around the world of the opportunities I got to meet people, I can't believe I listen on my phone every day and I go, I don't have to go anywhere now. All these conversations that <laughs> I got, was able to eavesdrop on are now in my pocket. Do you have a favorite podcast you come back to again and again that really helps? It's going to be this one after, of course. after today. It's, of course. It's called, it's called U2. We're busily working to convert you. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I, I've, I've got my um, my favorites. I'm a little bit circumspect about recommending it because it's like trying to recommend a TV program to, to someone. I mean, everyone's got their, their different tastes. You know, really just jump jump in and start uh uh, start listening and and again take longer time frames um i say 100 is the new 30 you know this idea you know it used to be you know uh, 30 days to to complete yeah, uh, success or 30 you know 21 days to this i reckon you need 100 days i reckon you need 100 days before any uh, meaningful change can happen but what so you you know listen for half an hour a day for a hundred days doesn't have to be a hundred consecutive days you know this is not a big ask yeah. at, at all but 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 the rewards out of this for people are, are you know are quite substantial. I, I feel like I'm getting such a great lesson from you that whatever time frame it is I'm imagining for something I should just lengthen it I should <laughs> just stretch it out some be more generous with myself. Yeah, well, just because longer time frames key in really well to self-discipline because you were talking about going to the gym and I can't get the willpower to go to the gym. Willpower works on shorter time frames. Self-discipline works on longer time frames. It's too. It's 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 like uh, matching <laughs> matching the right um, um, skill or power to the right time frame. Mm. And self-discipline, everyone goes, yeah, but I don't have self-discipline. Well, I beg to disagree on on that. Okay. You drive down the road, and I've got to hang on, just think about this for the USA. Right, you drive down the road <laughs> and, you and you stay on the right-hand side of the road. Yep. Okay. What makes you stay on the right-hand side of the road? Instinct it's and not rule the, of law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well it's, there's a small bit, the, the rule of law. It's essentially self-discipline. It's a contract you made when you got your, your license, you made, and you made this at a very, very quick um, uh, subconscious uh, level that you said, I value my life to a great extent <laughs> and therefore I will play by the rules of this game and stay on the right-hand side of that line. Because that white line, it's not like an invisible barrier that you drive up and your car hits it and sparks fly up and it pushes you over. You are actually an expert at self-discipline, but you don't even realise that you are because, I mean, however long you've been driving, You've been doing that. You don't get back after a day of driving and go, oh, today was so hard <laughs> side right side of the road, yeah. It's almost zero effort. So if you can then start keying into how self-discipline works, and remember it works over longer time frames, imagine if you could take that level of effort and put it into other areas of your life, maybe with your weight, maybe with procrastination, whole range of places you can start uh, approaching these things. Self-discipline is a far better tool than willpower. Willpower is exhausting. And self-discipline, you're saying, is kind of automatic. Julian, thank you so much for these insights. It's been, it's been fantastic talking to you. Well, thank you very much. Everyone listening, if you want more of Julian Mather, and I certainly do, go to his blog, julianmather.com. And check out our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram sites at U-Turns Podcast. Share with us your stories. Julian has some great stories. Insights, experiences through change.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.